Well, welcome to our first full uh, episode of Footnotes for Faith podcast, and I hope you were able to listen to the uh, introduction where I shared a little bit about the uh, purpose of this podcast, and I'm glad to have you with us here for the first episode. My name is Scott Fisher, and I'm a pastor of Delaware Valley Christian Church in uh, Media, Pennsylvania, which is just outside Philadelphia, and glad to have you here on Footnotes for Faith. Uh, a number of you, I'm a sports fan, and uh, a number of years ago I heard a story about uh, Vince Lombardi, the great uh, coach of the Green Bay Packers from many years ago, and, and when he became the coach of the Packers, uh, the players were anticipating hearing some, some amazing strategy for their, uh, for, their, for, their, you know, for their games and some brilliant coaching insights. And uh, after he watched them practice for a while, one of their first practices, he brought them in, inside the locker room and he sat them down. And so they're all anticipating the brilliant coach, Vince Lombardi, giving them some kind of genius information. And he stands up in front of them and he, and he picks up a football and he says, gentlemen, this is a football. <laughs> and of course, his point was that, you know, we have to go back to basics. And I find that in much of life, in my own life, and certainly in Christianity and in our faith, we often just have to go back to basics. And I often also, often also see that basics are something I can never assume uh, as a pastor that people actually have. In other words, especially in our culture today where so many people really just don't have any kind of religious background or any kind of real experience in the church more and more growing up, there's just very little um, knowledge of scripture, very little knowledge, very little knowledge of, of the Christian faith. And that's not to, to be critical, it's just a reality. And and I can relate to that very well as I, I shared in the uh, first in the introduction that my own background was one in which I didn't really have much exposure to the Bible or Christianity growing up. Although I grew up in in what you know ostensibly would be considered a, a home that you know we weren't Jewish, so in my mind growing up, if you weren't Jewish, I guess you were Christian. Uh, but we went uh, to church very infrequently. And, and in fact, when I came to know Christ in college as a freshman, I started attending a local church. And I, I started going to an adult Bible study at that church, of course, because I was a college student. And I was completely lost, completely flummoxed by, uh, by what they were talking about. And they were probably, I look back now, they were probably talking about some fairly uh, basic stuff. But at the time, I was, I was completely, you know confused because I, I, I didn't really know how to make heads or tails of the Bible. And, and so I went to the, to the pastor, and it was a very small church and very loving church and uh, kind of a country church. And I went to the pastor and I explained to him, you know, what I was struggling with. And he said, uh, well, I have, a, I have a suggestion for you. And, and I said, what's that? And he says, well, if, if you don't mind, maybe it would be good for you to attend the junior high class because they're going through some of the basics of Christianity. And, you know, I didn't care, honestly, at that point. So I sat in the junior high class, and that's how I got kind of cut my teeth on some of the basics. So so there's nothing wrong with uh, with needing to know the basics. And what I want to kind of do in starting out with this podcast is sort of talk a little bit for a number of episodes about the basics, or at least what I see as the basics of the Christian faith. And of course, the, the most basic of the basic as a Christian is that we believe that Jesus is Lord, um, that, that, that Jesus 
uh, is the Messiah, that he is the fulfillment of the Old Testament scriptures, that that he is Lord. That's the basic Christian confession that ties Christians together from different uh, backgrounds. In fact, you know, some of you uh, might see the fish symbol on, on a car and uh, wonder why is the fish a symbol of Christianity. And that's mainly because it's uh, the, the fish, the, the, word, the word for fish in Greek, which of course much of the New Testament was written in, is uh, the word is ichthus. And, and so that's the word for fish. And ichthus in Greek became a sort of a, an acronym for, for among Christians to show that they were Christians. And so the fish became a symbol of Christianity. And, and, the, and the acronym from the word ichthus is Jesus Christ, God's Son, Savior. If you spell out the word in Greek, that's the letters form the meaning Jesus Christ, God's Son, Savior. So that's what the fish symbol is. And that's really the basic of Christianity. So the basic confession of Christianity is that Jesus is Lord, that Jesus is uh, the Son of God, that he is the King of kings, he's the Lord of lords, uh, that he is God in human flesh, and that he is our Savior, that he was sent to save us from our sin. And that is the confession that ties us together as Christians. And I know for, for many people it's, it's very confusing because there's so many different churches. There are Christian churches. There's so many denominations. There's so many different Bibles. And it can feel as though all of these are completely different. But The reality is that, yes, there are some differences, of course, among Christian groups, but historically and for the most part, all Christians agree on that central truth. And one of the unifying creeds of the Christian church is what's called the Apostles' Creed, and I want to read that now because this is a creed that that most Christian denominations um, would agree to. The Apostles' Creed, written, of course, many years ago, says, I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits on the right hand of God the Father Almighty, from whence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. And that's what's known as the Apostles' Creed, and it's a creed that, that most Christian groups would agree to, even if we have differences among ourselves on some other teachings. Now, I should mention, just for clarification, that when it says, I believe in the Holy Catholic Church, I need to distinguish that. That is not saying, that is not, this is not a Roman Catholic confession. Now, of course, the Roman Catholic Church is, is a branch of Christianity. But the Holy Catholic, the word Catholic simply means universal. And so when it says, I believe in the whole, Holy Catholic Church, it means I believe in the church, universal, the church that's made up of all who have confessed faith in Jesus, regardless of our denominational background. Uh, whereas the Roman Catholic Church is a particular branch or particular denomination uh, within the Christian world. So I hope that's helpful. Now, I know there's a lot, I'm giving out a lot of information. So, uh, and some of this for for some of you, this is like really basic stuff. And for others, it might be kind of new. So um, please uh, take your time. If you need to slow down, listen to this, listen to it again, write me questions, write me if you have any questions. Now, so for my own conversion in when I was 18 years old, that was how it all started for me. I 
came to know Jesus, I didn't know anything about the Bible. I really didn't know anything about this, the authority of the Bible or anything about how the Bible really works into our life of faith. But I was introduced to this person, Jesus, uh, through the Gospels. And some, so at some point I'll share the whole story, but not today. And that's really all I knew. And But then soon after that, another important question begins to arise, and that is, where do we get all this information about Jesus? Well, we get it in what we call the Bible. And so it raises questions of how do we know if the Bible is true? If this is where we get our information about Jesus, and it was written, you know, uh, over thousands of years ago. You know, isn't it all gathered in an ancient book, copied many, many times over? How do I know how I'm supposed to live now that I have put my faith in Jesus? How do I know how I'm supposed to live? So, so that brings us to this question of authority. And that's what I want to talk about a little bit today in this first section on the basics. Where do I get my guidance for life, for faith, for morality, for knowing about the nature of the universe, my own nature about God? So I think this is a question of authority is one that all people either have to ask themselves either consciously or unconsciously because we all act on the basis of various authorities in our life. And we have a reason that we do what we do. We have some kind of an authority. And I, I hope you can think with me about that a little bit. That, that, that and if you're a person who is resistant to the idea of a, of a revelation from God like what we find in the Bible or that Christians believe we have in the Bible, then I hope that you will at least go, go with me to think about authority in your own life and the fact that you still have reasons why you do what you do. And we need to bring those to the surface to try to decide if, if our authorities that we are following are authorities that we've actually embraced and thought through or whether we're just doing it unconsciously. So, so for Christians, um, we find that authority in, in the Bible. Now, the word Bible simply means book. The, the word, there's nothing special about the word Bible. It just means book. And that's why often it's called the Holy Bible, which means a holy book. Uh, it just comes from the Greek word for book, biblos. And, of course, in the Bible, we have uh, 66 distinct uh, types of writing. There's, uh, now, in the Roman Catholic Bible, there are a few additional books, and that's, a, that's again, a subject for another day. But, uh, but basically, the, the Bible is the same among Christian denominations, 66 different books. And uh, I, I'll just say personally, I love the Bible. I love the Bible. I've loved the Bible ever since I became a Christian. I love reading the Bible. I love studying the Bible. Uh, there are things in the Bible that you know are troubling to me, things I don't understand that are difficult, of course. And but obviously, I, you know, God called me to be a pastor, so I love to study and teach, and I love to help people understand the Bible more. And that's one of my hopes with this podcast is that is that I can help you understand the Bible more from my own um, insights that God's given me. I have a lot to learn still, but I, and I hope that we can have this interaction because even if you're, you're not a person who accepts the Bible's authority at this point in your life, I pray that and hope that you would um, consider what we have to say. And so our faith is in Jesus. Our faith is not in the Bible. I read uh, some, somebody wrote something on Facebook recently, and they, they put one of these things up that said, you know, I believe in, I think it was the King James Bible. I believe in the King James Bible. And you know, somebody wrote a comment and said, well, I don't really think you believe in the Bible. You believe in Jesus. And I think you, what you're saying is you believe that the King James Bible is a reliable translation. And they wrote back and they said, yes. So it is important to understand that as Christians, we don't worship a book. We don't 
Uh, we don't put our faith in the Bible, per se. We put our faith in the Christ who is revealed in the Bible. But having said that, we also do recognize the Bible as a, an authority for truth, for knowing about Christ and about God's will for our lives. And so when we think about authority, I think it's helpful to think about authority in terms of where does authority come from in our lives, in our society? Where do people look to for authority? And there's a few different places one, of course, is tradition. You know, we do this because this is tradition. This is how we've, you know, always done it, or this is what we were told. This is what we were taught. And so a tradition is definitely a, a very powerful authority in our lives. We have reason. In other words, logic, reason. We might think of, of science in that area or philosophy, psychology. In other words, the reasoning out of what we can understand about our lives in the universe so there's a place, so that's one of the authorities we turn to. I think one of the big authorities in our culture today, in particular to our times, is intuition or emotion, or intuition or slash emotion. In other words, how I feel. Our culture is very strong on the idea that if I feel something, it must be true, or what I feel is true, and I accept or reject something based on how it makes me feel. And that becomes a kind of authority. Where someone says, well, if I don't, that doesn't make me feel good or that doesn't make me feel feel right about something or I, it doesn't feel right, then it must not be right. So, so you can think with me about these different kinds of authority. In other words, authority is the basis upon which we make decisions about our lives, our morality, our life choices, what we believe. We, we, we either look within ourselves for that authority or we look outside of ourselves but I think today, many people in our society, or most people maybe even, are suspicious of any external authority. Uh, and I, there's good reasons for that, because external authorities often fail and let us down. And so I think that our emotions and our feelings, as I said, you know, what we call our truth has become the dominant authority for most people. Uh, so we have these sometimes competing authorities, and not, there's a, definitely a place for tradition, there's definitely a place for reason, and there's definitely a place for intuition. But the question is, where ultimately will we find our, our, our source of authority when these things conflict? And I think that's where the rub is. Now, I think it's important for us to understand that Jesus entered a world, though 2,000 years ago, and it, there were similarities in which he regularly battled, particularly with tradition. Jesus particularly battled with tradition. If you read the Gospels, you'll see that uh, many of Jesus' most profound battles were with those who were the religious leaders, those who were the guardians of religious tradition. And what I love about reading the Gospels is that Jesus did not simply rubber stamp the teachings of religious authorities. He didn't rubber stamp them. In fact, he got himself in more, in more trouble with them than with anyone else. He had the harshest and most direct criticisms of the religious leaders who in many ways were right about what they believed in certain areas, but their traditions had taken over. And so Jesus brought a fresh vision of what Scripture, in that case the Hebrew Scriptures, meant. Now Jesus was a Jewish, uh, grew up in a Jewish family, a dedicated Jewish family. He knew, no doubt, had memorized as a religious, religiously Jewish person uh, the, the Bible, um, he, he never, uh, dis, but he never discounted, Jesus never discounted the authority of Scripture. What he debated was its meaning and its application and the way it sometimes had been distorted by the religious leaders. He simply pointed out that it had been misunderstood. 
at many times. In fact, there's one time when he was debating with the religious leaders and they were so proud of their knowledge of Scripture and he said to them, you think in the Scripture that you have eternal life, he said, but it is the Scriptures that testify about me, which is very powerful. So he, he, he actually pointed out that it was the Scriptures that pointed to him and they had missed it. So imagine being Jesus who was the Messiah and having debating with religious leaders and finding out that, you know, being told by Jesus that they missed the whole point of the scriptures and, and that point being him. And there was another time when he was debating with the religious leaders and he said the scripture cannot be broken. And what Jesus was upholding there was the authority of scripture. And so Jesus, in one sense, was radical in the fact that he brought a fresh understanding of scripture but in what he what Jesus believed was bringing it back to the original intention of scripture but he was also very much someone that upheld the authority of scripture and he would point to scripture many times to show that, it, that his life was a fulfillment of the scriptures particularly the old testament scriptures and so what i want us to think about is uh to, in this particular podcast is just where do we get our authority for what we think and believe do we get it from our, within ourselves? Do we get it purely from reason? Are we open to understanding that that there can be divine revelation, as we see in the Bible? And are we open to Jesus' perspective on Scripture? Because I don't think we we can, for those of us that are followers of Christ, I don't think we can have a view of Scripture that's less than Jesus. <laughs> And that's ultimately where I find my belief in the authority of Scripture is because Jesus believed in the authority of Scripture, and I believe in Jesus. So I can't have a lower view. Now, does that mean that all Scripture is easy to understand? No. Does that mean that there aren't parts of Scripture that seem to contradict each other at times? There certainly are uh, that seem to. Now, whether they ultimately contradict or not is a different question, but they seem to. Is there, is, you know? So, so we'll talk about this nature of Scripture in, in future um, podcasts, but I just want us to be thinking today about the nature of authority. So, um, so what I want to do is, uh, in each podcast, I want you to give me your thoughts and, and questions, and if you disagree with me, please send it. If something I say upsets you or challenges you, please let me know. If you have thoughts about future podcasts, please let me know that as well. And so you can, um, you can write me at footnotespod at visitdbcc.org. Let me spell that out for you. Footnotespod at visitdbcc.org. That's F-O-O-T-N-O-T-E-S-P-O-D, all one word, footnotespod at visit, V-I-S-I-T, D as in David, V as in Victor, cc.org. And that stands for Delaware Valley Christian Church. So until next time, we'll pick up this discussion. I'm glad that you've been able to be with us. And I hope that you have a great day. It's snowing here in outside of Philadelphia, and we're getting some of the first snow of the year. Actually, first snow I've It's been two years since it's really snowed significantly. So uh, we're holed up here nice and warm, and you have a great day.